everybody. This is Anthony. Welcome to another episode of the Setlist Podcast. Yes, I know. It's been since last August since I did one of these. Um, all I can say is that I got kind of busy at the end of last year. A lot of stuff going on. and uh, But I do want to keep this podcast going uh, and use it as a way to uh, talk about things that... Uh, are best that are easier to talk about than to write about and that don't really fit into a lesson sort of thing. Uh, Today I'm going to give you some updates on uh, the new speed course that I mentioned in one of my free lessons a couple weeks back. I'm going to talk about a new feature for the locals that's coming up and then a couple other things including some music that I've been digging lately. Uh, But first a little bit about this actual podcast. so if, if you're new to Texas Blues Alley or you haven't paid much attention, basically there's a lot of different sections of the site. The woodshed is for lessons, Old Tone Zone is for gear, the stage is for music and backing tracks. Um, and I, I like to have a way where a person can go to one place to see everything new that's happened in all the different places around the site. So uh, the set list at Texas Blues Alley. You can find a link to it right up in the very top, the Setlist blog. Basically, uh, when you go to that page, I've got a new design there that you'll see any uh, posts that I've made, news. You'll see this podcast, which has its own section now. And then you'll see an overview below that of all the major sections of the site, new things that I've added. So the way that you can access all of these podcast episodes uh, and see the episode notes for each one is just go to uh, texasbluesalley.com slash setlist slash podcast. And when you do that, you'll just see all the episodes of the podcast listed right there. You can play them all right on that one page. Uh, you can subscribe in iTunes if you want, but each episode has its own page, which will have all of the show notes. So anything that I talk about in this episode, you'll be able to find links to it in um, this show's page, texasbluesalley.com slash setlist slash podcast slash eight because this is episode number eight and that is going to be the convention going forward for all future episodes setlist slash podcast slash the episode number pretty standard thing in the podcast world uh let's get right into it let's talk about the speed course update so for a long time i've wanted to do a course about the topic of uh building speed and um is a little bit outside of what I normally do because most of what I do involves showing you how to play something and there's only so many different ways you can actually play it. But there's a lot of different ways that you can build speed. And uh, I don't think of Texas Blues Alley as just a, a generic general guitar education site. It's pretty specific you know, to the Texas Blues sound. And uh, around the end of last year, I had an idea for how I could teach speed in a way that is directly usable for people who like the kind of lessons that I do. Um, Now, I kind of jumped the gun and I put out a free lesson a couple weeks ago where I said, hey, I've got this new speed course coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, And just to give you a little kind of behind the scenes look at how lesson planning goes, whenever I have an idea for a course, At the time that I have the idea, that's probably as small as the idea is ever going to be. Once I actually get in there and start planning, I have a bad habit of allowing those plans to expand and expand and expand. And the course becomes bigger and bigger and bigger until I begin to sense that it's become unmanageable. And it's at that point that I start to trim things off and I start to converge on what the finished product's going to look like. 
So at the time that I mentioned that in my free lesson, I was still in the uh, very early stages and I had an idea of how the course generally would feel, uh, but I hadn't gotten in there and done a whole lot of real planning yet. Well, as I usually do, I got in there, I started planning, uh, and I realized that I had an opportunity to make a series of courses that all work together to allow you to build your speed and to measure your progress. All of that to say that I realized that I can't start making the individual courses within this series of courses without having almost all of them planned out at the start. The reason for that is when you're creating a bunch of courses that are designed to work together, you kind of have to have your vocabulary down from the very beginning. Uh, so it's like if I start and I make the first level now and then I change my mind about something and I start calling it something different in the next level, it, it makes it more confusing. So uh, whenever I'm doing one-off courses like a mini course or a self-contained full course or a free lesson Friday, I can usually do those pretty fast because there's not a whole lot coming after that that's going to depend on what I say in that course. Um, but this is why full courses, especially ones that are part of a bigger collection, tend to be more expensive because they take longer to visualize and to put together. So basically, the end result is going to be a lot better and a lot more usable than I thought it was going to be, but it also means that I can't start shooting them until I have at least the skeleton of the full series of courses outlay. The good, the good news is, is that I have... I estimate that I'm probably about 60 to 75% of the way there. Um, so I don't anticipate doing planning for more than about another week or two. Uh, and then I'll be able to start producing those courses. What you're going to get out of it is uh, a very practical approach to building speed that's directly usable for this style of music from the ground up. And when I talk about from the ground up, I'm talking about very, very basic. You just picked up the guitar a week or a month ago or a couple months ago. I'm going to start showing you stuff at your level that is going to be directly usable 10 years from now when you're much better than you are now. Um, so the first couple of levels might not be very interesting for a lot of you if you've been playing for a number of years. Um, but as you go through the different levels of the course, not only are you going to increase your speed, but we're also going to work on technique. And uh, we're also going to focus on clean speed because uh, I know that as you get faster, sometimes the muting and the ringing strings start to be a problem. So I'm really excited about it. Uh, this is kind of new ground for me. I've never created a course or a series of courses that is kind of a step-by-step -step do this and then record this. So this is going to be, I think, a lot more usable for people who have limited time and who need more direct instruction as to do this now and don't move on to this until you can do this. Uh, so it's going to be more guided than stuff that I've done in the past. All right, uh, let's talk about... next thing I have that I want to talk about is uh, an update for uh, the Texas Blues Alley Locals members. Uh, I've mentioned this on a live stream before, and I can't remember if I've mentioned it in a podcast. Probably not, because I don't think I start, had started it the last time I did an episode of this. Uh, basically, 
we got this collection of lessons called Free Lesson Friday. There's over 200 of them in there going all the way back to 2007 when I was running Stevie Snacks. And um, one of the advantages that members of our Locals program have is that they can watch all of our courses online, but they can also watch our free lessons online using this tool that I built called the TXBA Pro Player. Now, why would somebody care that they can watch a free video in a special online player? Well, it's because that player has a couple of built-in features like slow motion and A-B looping, uh, video zoom, and all that other kind of stuff. So instantly, all of our free lessons were more usable for Locals members because they could watch them in the Pro Player. But along the way, I added this feature called Instant Loops. And instant loops are where I basically pre-program a loop to be around a specific region of a video. Then it just shows up as an item in a list. You click on it and it instantly sets the in and the out point and starts looping automatically with one click. Uh, I added those to all of our courses, which is great. Uh, but what I've been doing, or I should say what I've been having someone do over the past couple of months is go back through my entire collection of 200 plus free lessons and my instructions to him, the guy that's doing this, was just go add loops around the demonstration portions of these lessons. So if I'm teaching a lick, find the place where I demonstrate it and you know create an instant loop around that demonstration. I guess I was not 100% clear as to what I wanted him to do because what he did instead was that, but he also watched every single lesson for any time I would demonstrate something and he created a loop around it and gave it a name. So now as a result, there are free lessons that were probably here and gone for a bunch of people. They watched them and thought they were done with it and, you know, moved on. Now that lesson could have 10, 12. I've seen free lessons with as many as 18 or so different loops that he's identified things in the videos that I demonstrated and was explaining and he put a loop around them. So the entire collection of free lessons now is going to have thousands of instant loops for locals members to go back through. Any lesson they choose to watch is going to be way more usable than it was before because he's picked all those parts out. So that's something that based on his progress sheet that he's uh, been updating, I think that should be done in the next month. Uh, let's see. Two more things I want to mention. Uh, you guys know I've been using uh, Zex Coil pickups uh, since like 2012. And um, the main reason I use them is because they are uh, hum canceling. Uh, that was the thing that attracted me to them in the first place. Um, but the main reason I keep using them is because they sound awesome. So for what I do, I can't have any amount of hum in my videos uh, because people tend to watch a lesson over and over and over again. And if I've got this loud hum in the background of my videos, it starts to get really annoying. So for me, I have to use hum canceling pickups for just maintain my own sanity and for the sanity of my viewers. Um, but the pickups sound as good as anything I've ever used. Okay. And the guy who created them, his name is Scott Long. I've known him ever since I started using these pickups and he's a kind of a mad scientist. Not really. He's a, he's an engineer like, like I was, uh, I went through, um, electrical engineering in college. I think he was chemical engineering or something like that. Anyway, his whole approach to pickups is based on science. And uh, a lot of it is, 
is just past the the tip of what I'm able to remember from my engineering days, but I'm fascinated by it. Anyway, I bring all this up to say that one of the discoveries he made along the way is that the way that we think pickups work is not exactly how they work, or it's not the whole picture. And he's published a series of blog posts where he basically created a reversed pickup without magnets and he positioned it directly over the strings on top of one of their regular pickups. So the bottom pickup that's in the guitar has the magnets and the coils and the pole pieces. It works like you'd expect it to, but the one that he has as a mirror image on top only has the pole pieces and the coils. There are no magnets. And based on what the way people think pickups work, the conventional wisdom is that the output, if any, from that top pickup should be way lower, if anything at all, because there's no, there's no magnets on there magnetizing those pole pieces. And so he's done a very interesting video showing that uh, the output is very similar, almost identical, uh, which challenges the completeness of how most people understand how pickups work. So anyway, I'm going to have a link to that in the show notes. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, it'll make your brain hurt a little bit. Uh, if you have any electromagnetics understanding about magnetic and electric fields and how they interact, I think you're going to be fascinated by this. But it's just another example of why I like his pickups and I like where he's coming from because uh, a lot of people treat pickups as kind of a black box or a black, uh, black art, as they say kind of magic. I don't know how it works. It's all based on how you, what you hear. And that's not entirely true. There's science behind why pickups sound the way they do. And he's kind of uh, taken that into new, to new levels, I think. Uh, last thing I want to talk about is um, I've learned about this band a long time ago. Their name is Rival Sons. Um, but uh, I kind of go through cycles with what I'm listening to. And recently I've been listening to a lot of their music. And I'm just blown away by how... Um, just how powerful their sound is and just the orchestration and even the production of their music. Um, they've been at it since I think 2009. Got at least four or five albums out there and um, gotten a decent amount of feedback on Twitter uh, whenever I post about them. So I think there's some interest out there. Basically, Rival Sons captures the vibe of Led Zeppelin, The Doors, uh, maybe a little Black Sabbath, just really, really heavy, classic rock sounding band with a modern sensibilities to their production. It's just really, really powerful blues rock. And, uh, the guitar playing's fantastic. And what I've done, uh, people, a couple people ask me where to start with them because they do have, you know, a fair amount of albums. So what I've done is I went to Spotify and I've taken all of my favorite tracks from all of their albums and I've put together a playlist and uh, I'll have that link to that playlist um, published on the uh, show notes for this page um, at set, uh, texasblues.com slash setlist slash podcast slash eight. Uh, I'm still looking for a tool that allows me to create a playlist in one service and then automatically publish it to playlists in other services and um, these music streaming services, they don't seem to play together very well. There's a couple tools out there I'm evaluating. I couldn't quite get that done for today. So for now, 
I'm using Spotify because that's one of them that you can use for free without having to have a paid account. Um, I think that's it for today. I didn't get any questions. Let me just check Facebook here. I always keep forgetting to uh, write ahead of time that I'm doing this. So now I don't see any questions on Twitter or on Facebook. That's going to be it for today. Uh, again, I don't know how often I'm going to do these uh, podcast episodes, but I do want to use it as a way to talk about things like um, new features and updates on courses and stuff like that. And I will do question and answer episodes too. Uh, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.